0: 18th. Monday night is over. No more games to watch, but as always, you got the more side story podcast. It's Blake the Cat Miller claws up.
1: Meow.
0: I'm joined with Nakua Matata, Jake Baki, the commish, soft hands. How's it going, buddy?
1: I'm doing all right. Tough night on the, the fantasy. We'll get into Nick and my matchup. Um, respectable matchup all around. Um, I will say this. I do not think Nick won. I believe I lost. Ooh, I
0: love that. Hey, um, I wanted to clean something up because you wanted to mention it in the last episode. I'm going to remind you now, even though we could probably talk about it in the next episode because it's the betting section, but, um, you wanted to throw something out about a season long bet that
1: you have going on. Yeah. And this would have sounded a lot more energetic and excited, um, because I already think it's a loser. Um, yeah. but we decided as, uh, as a podcast to put some of our money where our mouth is. Look, I did not like this guy a couple years ago when he was hired, thought he was just this like machismo, like kind of just this macho man. Um, just all testosterone out, caffeinated as it's widely reported. We put a bed in for coach of the year. And at the, yes, at did. this time, I would say, what was it? Thursday night, Friday, we decided to take Dan, the man Campbell at seven to one odds to win coach of the year. We both looked at the schedule. We liked the schedule. We thought, you know what? If this team wins the division, that's all the story is going to be. It's going to be the Lions back in the playoffs. Dan Campbell got them there with his toughness, all of this stuff. We bought into some of the hype. Unfortunately, they lost in overtime to the Seahawks. Now it's not over, of course.
0: It's not how you start, Jake. It's how you finish.
1: I will say, though, I already feel like it's a loser because there's this geeky kind of yeah. guy that wears glasses that's kind of that's kind of funny in his press conferences that lives in South Beach for the Miami Dolphins. And Mike McDaniel just... What a head coach he is. Him, that offense, and the way that he just kind of rallies his team around is... is Honestly, like you don't see it that often.
0: What what sucks about that is like if he was on a team that I hated, then I'd be like, oh no, screw that team. But I mean, I like Miami. They're a fun team. It's a team. I hate that, their fans. Absolutely hate their well, fans. Well, I'm not. I'm not watching Red Zones. Watch their fans. They're a team that like I want Tua to uh, to succeed. Like I want to see a full year. Um, I want to finally say that two is better than Justin Herbert and that they got it right. It's an offensive and, system. Yeah. So. I want them to play, but I know that's going to mess up our, our bet. Like I said, it's not, how you, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. That team finished well last year. They're in a much manageable um, division. It's still tight. There's no one really separating yet. Um, it's going to come down late in the season. It's going to be a fun one, though. Fun that we can all keep track of. I'll put some uh, captions. In, uh, I'll put some captions. I'll put some stories as we progress throughout the year. a couple of our season-long bets. Um, Northside Story underscore FF. F- I'm on it now. There you baby. go. That didn't even uh, have to ask. You didn't have to ask, and I'm on it. We're on it. Uh, week two's done. Matchups. We're going to go over There's some big blowouts. I was right about one, um, and unfortunately, some uh, stinkers from our uh, resident stinkers in this league. So we're going to get into the matchup. You ready, Jake? I'm ready. Let's go. This one's an interesting matchup because going into Sunday, there was a big lead for the Notorious. Uh, Notorious beat QB sneaks 121-115. Uh, we talked about – we both took, took Trey's team here because yep. TJ Hawkinson coming into uh, Sunday night already had that 22-point lead. Surprisingly close week though. And it's surprisingly close definitely with some of the quarterback play we saw throughout Sunday. Like, I mean – chicago and justin fields in terms of on-field nfl game performance like that goose is already cooked or whatever figure speech you want to plug in there but um still surprisingly now that i'm checking into this matchup 14 points but uh qb sneaks team is just going to be held on the back of christian mccaffrey and rest of season top 10 wide receiver keenan allen jake
1: um, perhaps. I mean, I knew that this matchup would be one where Keenan um, and even Mike had a good game. He didn't have any touchdowns, but he still had a good amount of yards and catches. Eight for 80. Yeah, which is good for Mike. And usually he'll get a touchdown in there. But Tennessee has a really bad pass defense. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Keenan is someone who has been super consistent over the last few years. And everyone likes to say he gets hurt all the time. He's really only missed like last season over the last like three or four years was his only season where he missed more than like, I don't know, like five or six games. So he is someone that when he plays, he's Herbert's number one weapon. Um, and, you know, he is someone that's going to be an end zone threat. So, um, yeah, I mean, Shane has good wide receivers. We should mention, yeah, so TJ 22 and AJ Brown four on that Thursday. So you're already in that whole I spoke about this last week when I saw Justin Fields' stats, but when watching the game at times, he is not running the ball. Not running the ball whatsoever. They are like making him throw the ball for some reason in that offense, which you kind of have to play with to your quarterback's strengths. And their strengths, Justin Fields' strengths, are his legs. And he's a very good runner, and you need to design runs for him. I understand that it puts him in harm's way at times, but you need to let him just kind of break free from that typical three step, five step drop and try to get him to throw because he can't really process reads. I saw multiple clips of him having wide open wide receivers and just he kind of reminded me of like Ben Simmons trying to shoot a 3. Like he just sees it and he it just won't he's got that uh there's a specific term for it, but just that mental block to where he can't just let the ball rip and it's hurting that team a lot. So Justin Fields, someone that I am already super concerned about um, I have him in like uh, another league of mine that's um more money, and I'm already like, uh, I need to try to find a spot for him yeah um I should say the one person I'm a little disappointed with is Joshua Kelly, only in the sense that I knew Tennessee's run defense was really, really good one of the top five top three in the in the um NFL, but to only get three point nine is 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 a bust um. Not necessarily sure Yeah, Shane wouldn't have put, put anybody else in that position just because Brees Hall and Topham Cook combined for 0. 0.6. But everybody else on Shane's team pretty much played where they needed to. Just wasn't enough to get over uh, that 121 score.
0: And touching on the Justin Fields comment that you made, uh, so far this season, there's only been two total design runs for Justin mm-hmm. Fields. Just as a note, last nine games last season, he had 31 <coughs> average Almost three and a half a game for three hundred and ten yards. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand why
1: they aren't using his legs.
0: That's the that's the difference. But hopefully, hopefully he, hopefully that team turns it around because they were such a fun team at the end of last season. That going into this year, obviously there was a lot of like, um, kind of like meta pick hypes about Justin Fields being an MVP. Seeing what we saw last never year, under, never understood that. I I neither do I. But there was just so much hype coming in that Bears team was fun last year. I want to see it this year. For fantasy purposes, honestly. And then we go over the notorious kind of a Josh Allen bounce back game. I thought, um, I thought with this matchup, that number, that projection was going to be easily touched a little bit over, but still in terms of making sure that your top end quarterback touches his uh, projections, that's all you need. Josh Jacobs sucks. That's it. Uh, seven points are him. I'm going up They were behind early. Um, usually I feel like whenever you're playing against like a high offense, like Buffalo, if you're a team that's kind of getting your bearings or obviously with like a new quarterback, uh, Jacoby Myers, there's just a lot of question marks on that team. Um, uh, you're kind of almost pressing. You're almost going into the game feeling like, all right, we got to make a move here. They got behind quick. Josh Jacobs got a little bit more involved. Um, I know at the end of last year, I haven't really looked at his receiving stats, but still you think Josh, Josh Jacobs, you think give the guy 25, 25 touches, but games like that are going to happen. Rashad white. Um, I believe you and I were both really down on Rashad White. It's kind of cool to see a bounce back game. We over our text message chain, Jake, we talked about uh my thoughts with the NFC oh no no south.
1: There, there you go. go. Just think about uh, where they are on the map.
0: I know, that's what I was doing right there. I don't know why I thought <laughs> north. Um I guess New Orleans is in the north. Oh
1: shit. No, it's not. That's oh, Detroit. Boy. That's, oh boy. keep that sound clip.
0: Oh my god. Anyways. Um it's IVC
1: education right there, everyone.
0: Anyways, my point on Rashad White, big game. They had the lead the whole game. They dominated that game. I do question where I was down on him is how many of these games, how many more of these games can Baker uh just take a lead and kind of uh impose their will? Uh Tyreek Hill, kind of a slow game against New England. We talked about the matchup, uh, heading into this. Um, anytime you play New England's defense, you're running into who's who's Belichick shutting down. Um Looks like efforts were able to stop, but really the big point on Notorious is Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is the ultimate. He he's your Mike Williams. He is he's your, your Boomer Busts. He's just your Boomer Bust guy, and he he hit he delivered that Detroit game, got the game winning touchdown in overtime. These are the these are the weeks you capitalize with him. Somewhat down week across the board, but you get guys like Rashad White and Tyler Lockett. You are gonna win these close matchups.
1: Yeah, I I am still like. I'm still very weary of Trey's team. Um, there's, there's of course guys that are extremely talented on it, but I mean, we play in a 10 man league, so you're going to have talent anyway. But like needing 18 points for Rashad White, 21 points, 22 on TJ and to win by six. I don't know. I, 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 he, and I don't know if we can get into this at this moment. There was a trade made this morning. Um, where Trey beefed up some of his, uh, wide receiver help, got rid of George Kittle, um, and sent George Kittle to you yes, for prison, Mike, Mike Evans. And I definitely think that's going to help Trey. Cause you're not really sure what you're getting out of Christian Watson. I mean, Jordan Love doesn't look like he can really throw like a deep ball. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a trace putting getting a win is is still big and trape did put up one twenty-one without having Josh Jacobs or even Pacheco, bad defense, mediocre kicking, and even Josh Allen, like 23 points is below projections. Like I don't even think to be honest, Josh Allen had that great of a game against the Raiders. He made some great throws and they did kind of struggle to punch it in, besides like Latavius Murray having a touchdown inside the five. So yeah, I mean, good. Oh, I think it's still an overall good week for Trey, and it's good to get wins early. But I'm still kind of apprehensive on this team. I haven't like I knew last year. Like I guess Trey did start off pretty rough last year, and then he like just caught fire when Austin Eckler started going off. So perhaps that will happen. Like someone on his team will just consistently catch fire. But it's 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 looking like a team that can make the playoffs. But who knows if it's someone that can really go the whole way.
0: I mean, anytime you start 2-0, especially 2-0, 1-0, it's a fluke. I think that second week. If you go if you're either ahead early or behind uh, the eight ball pretty quickly, um, there's guys like Rashad White. That I feel like that's the biggest question mark. Heading into like the later part of the season when he started heating up. Um, obviously he had the big guys. I believe he still had Lamar. he still had Josh Allen. He still had Eckler, but it was that Josh Jacobs. It was that guy mm-hmm. in that Rashad White. Um, drafted range that was able to take that next step, so I feel like that's where it's going to come down for him. Yeah, hitting, and I, uh, think, really that, and I like think that I honestly think
1: that's a lot to ask of Rashad White. Of course, is of to course. be is yeah. to be Josh Jacobs 2.0, and honestly, I think it's a lot for to ask for Josh Jacobs to be Austin Eckler.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, but we'll see. Uh, he's up 2-0. Notorious 0 <laughs> lead. QB sneaks going to one on one. Moving right along, Hot Chub Time Machine against Fitch. I called this to be the biggest blowout of the of the week in terms of our matchups, and it definitely was. It's about like 23, 123 to 91. In Not only did Hot Chub Time Machine just kind of get smoked this week, uh, he definitely had question marks going into the week with Travis Kelsey, and you talked about it in your betting section. What is that Kansas City offense going to be with Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey? Hopefully... I don't, there's no way they rushed him. It not even seemed like it was that crazy of an injury heading into week one, but still, you're getting your, you're hitting your projections, kind of a slog of a game in that Jacksonville 17
1: to nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> Bucky's bat's almost close on that one.
1: No, I mean, um, that should have, that one, sh- we'll get into that our next yeah. episode, but that one sh- should have hit. They got inside the five like, multiple times and they could not score a touchdown.
0: And I don't know what our projections are on with Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb, obviously, with the injury. I'm so glad I haven't seen it yet, but. Thinking about, I'm just I'm am speculating what my brain would have told me on on his team heading into this weekend. Nick Chubb, I thought, oh, eh, good matchup against Pittsburgh. They always struggled. Six points. Injury. Yes, um, I know for sure. I gave him a verbal lashing of, well, you should have used Brian Robinson last week. Uh, you wasted his time. Just disgusting line for Brian Robinson mm-hmm. against. uh yeah, you Denver. were not high on him
1: against Denver. No, going into was it uh, Which yeah. makes sense because he's kind of that, like he's the guy that tried to run between the tackles and you would think Denver would have a good defense. And Phillips, although he benefited from Brian Robinson, you look down on his defense. To give up yeah. that many points to the, was- the Washington Commanders is honestly impressive.
0: It really is. And then the other just sour spot that... I mean, I would imagine you and I are both super high on Calvin Ridley yeah. putting up four points. Um, I felt like with Calvin Ridley in the offense, we always we talked about the the second and third pass catchers, and I thought that they were going to be a yo-yo, but with Christian Kirk having a big day, I didn't think Calvin Ridley would ever be part of that timeshare. And I know it's obviously they're wide receivers. Some guys are just going to get the better assignment, but I maybe I was just so excited about Calvin Ridley week one, I thought he had this like ultra safe floor, but is this a product? What do you think? Is this a product of the game because it was only nine points scored and it was low scoring? Or do you think that there is some more competition in the wide receiver um, room in Jacksonville than we thought?
1: I actually, I think somewhat to an extent neither. Also Zay Jones had zero points. I don't think he had a single catch because he's on my bench and he had zero. So um, I actually think the chiefs defense is sneaky good this year. now I know the first week we watched them we're like, okay, like Detroit, like good offense. But you know, the chiefs at times shut them down. I think the chiefs have, as far as right now, the defense has out, way outperformed the offense and oh, it's not definitely. even close. Um, yeah. so I definitely think the chiefs have, you know, talent across the board. I like the corner that they drafted last year, um, out of Washington, I, uh, Trent McDuffie. It's yeah. a very good corner, young corner. And I think that they are a team to kind of watch for uh, for fantasy purposes at times, um, depending on who they play. But yeah, Calvin Ridley, we both liked. He just never could really get it going. I think he had one big catch, and then I think he, that was pretty much it. Um, so yeah, that game was just very weird and slow and just couldn't get any points on the board. Yep. So. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those, like, it's going to be hard not to start Calvin Ridley, of course, but then we'll talk about Steph's matchup later. It's going to be really hard not to start Christian Kirk at times, but I think Christian Kirk is similar to that Tyler Lockett where it's going to be boomer bust.
0: And then just, I I kept dancing around Nick Chubb, obviously Nick Chubb, serious injury. I think they already reported. He's going to be done for the year. Oh yeah. He's done. Uh, He's done for the year. Uh, Raheem Mostert sitting on the bench. He had 25 points on Phillips bench. Obviously that's, the most obvious plug and play because he doesn't have any other options besides that. Sure. I guess you're holding on to cam acres just to see what team he lands on. Maybe, maybe he lands on uh, Cleveland and you already get the automatic backup, but yeah, Jerome Ford guide. Look, he looked really good. Um, and I know yeah. I, it really comes down with the, like coach's philosophy. I don't know. Um, I couldn't even tell you the, uh, the Browns coach right now, but Kevin sometimes yeah. There, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it seems like he definitely made an approach this year of, bringing in a guy like Jerome Ford and letting Chubb handle the bulk of the snaps, So obviously there, there was that change in philosophy, but I wonder, I'm I'm interested to see what that backfield is because I know a lot of people are going to go and get Jerome Ford, but Mm -hmm. are they going to kind of continue what they were pivoting with Chubb? And obviously Jerome Ford is nowhere near Chubb, but they're going to try to do a lead back with, with a complimentary role. Or do you think this is going to be, I feel like everyone's going to put a dollar just in case news isn't broken by um, Tuesday night on, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, like whoever lands in that role is going to be a big, it's going to be a big spot.
1: Yeah, I think there will be a running back that comes in and I think will be the starter. I don't think Jerome Ford's going to be that starter. So Mm -hmm. I think that there will be a free agent or a trade, perhaps, like you said, Cam Akers. Cleveland is built to win now. Like they are built, they have a very good defense. Um, Their offense is struggling. Deshaun Watson is, we'll get into that later, is just a mess right now. Yep. So I don't know. I think that Leonard Fournette is a good, is a good fit in the sense that he is, he's not Nick Chubb, but he is this, the typical power back that you want. Um, Kareem Hunt is another good choice because he's familiar with that offense. So I think everyone's going to go after Jerome Ford because he had a couple big runs, but I think there are other options um, out there. And I definitely would just, yeah, bid, bid a couple dollars and hope that, you know, one of these guys does get picked up.
0: Yep. Uh, let's move on to Fitch's team. Big win. Oh, really 120- quick. Yes, because I think
1: this is something that I think Phillips needs to do. I think he needs to make a trade right away. Because uh, looking at his running backs, Raheem Mostert could easily, the same thing to, that happened to Nick Chubb tonight can happen to Raheem. We've seen Raheem get hurt over and over and over again. Um, and I, and I think that Phillips has some wide receiver depth and at least Terry McLaurin, uh, sky Moore looked good too. So perhaps with the five wide receivers that he has, he flips one for some sort of running back help.
0: All right. Let's see what he does, uh, heading into this, to this free agency period, free agency waiver wire, waiver wire period. And yeah, a lot of questions for his team. Uh, can you take back all slander you have on Fitch's team? I think it seems for real now.
1: I'm not going to, I will take back the playoff remark. Um, I still think that there are some question marks. I still am not a fan of Miles Sanders. I'm still not a fan of some of the other players on his team, but I will say the wide receivers are nice. Um, You know, when your kicker is getting 14 points a a week, it's, it's hard. I mean, if, if you think about it, both the whole entire offense for him, both Jalen Hurts and the kicker combined for forty-one points. So you know, if you, if and he's an Eagles fan too, so that's nice that he had all that combined. But I, I, I will say this: I, I don't know if Brian will make the playoffs, but I will take. I will come off from a remark that he is not going to make the playoffs. the the
0: The, the thing that changes my perception on his team is James Cook. I literally dismissed him when we went over the analysis heading into this matchup, but it's. It's weeks like he had this week it made me love like uh, Devin Singletary on that team. It seems like there was, they made a much bigger commit a commitment to getting him the ball. Um, they ran him early and often. He had 17 carries compared to his 12 um, that he had the week previously. This team, this team, if they just, if they let their running backs get into a groove and get them involved, I've seen it time and time again that a, a good running back will thrive in this. I've always been a hater of just how this office offense functions so heavily on Josh Allen that. If this is what it is going forward in terms of like usage reach, obviously games, game script depends. Um, but James Cook back to back weeks had four catches, too. I, I, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, I think, for James Cook going forward because I like his. Uh, potential
1: yeah I think the potential is there I'm I'm not necessarily gonna come off of my remarks on James Cook I still think fourth round is a little high however but it also is the Raiders like I watching the Raiders play like let me see how he does against a good front seven a lot of good front sevens that are in his division so let me see how he does against the Dolphins the Patriots the Jets see if he can you know we saw what he can do against the Jets and it was, it was okay. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. It wasn't RB one, which is what he is on his team. So yeah. Yeah. I, I do like, of course, uh, some of the rest of the guys on the squad, the three wide receivers that he has um, are very good. Um, Zay flowers. Another was a weird game in uh, Cincinnati as far as just a couple of defensive touchdowns, mm-hmm. just like both teams at times struggling to move the ball, but then also moving the ball pretty effectively. Um and then there's some guys on the bench. Like we don't know what we're getting out of John J. Swift the rest of the year. Um, and I don't know if there's anybody else really. Um, perhaps if, you know, Nick is looking for a quarterback mean you know, going after someone like Geno Smith and maybe trading Brian some of uh, his depth that he has on his bench. So I don't know. Good team. I think it's a very solid team, two and early. Um, and I will take back my remark about him not making the playoffs, but I think it's still out there to see where he goes the rest of the season.
0: So Fitch gets the win in this matchup. He goes to two zero. Hot Chub Chime Machine goes to one and one.
1: Monday, September eighteenth at eight p.m. Phil Okamoto texts: "I've thrown in the towel. The season is over already," according to Phil. And the law dogs as they go to zero and two versus the cat hashtag claws up Meow. as he goes to one and one on the season. Um, I I don't know really where to start on either team honestly. Either team, and I know you're excited to get a win, and I get that because I would love a win right now. Um, but I still. Well, I don't want to get too deep into what my thoughts on your team. Let's go to Phil's team first because throwing up 75 points. <laughs> is this back-to-back weeks? What was, uh? how many points oh. did he score last week? Can you, oh, can you do, yeah, pull oh, up his, game. I, I feel like it was less than 80, maybe less than 90. It definitely wasn't a hundred. Um, rough start for Phil. And uh, I just don't know where you go from here. Um, his bench combined for 27 points. Um, which is like almost a fifth of your bench. Yep. Um, and just players that he has that have a lot of talent, just not performing. Jamar Chase has been just ineffective. I'm not saying that he's not, hasn't been good. It's just nothing's really flowing through him in the offense. And it's been, it was T Higgins on Sunday. He had two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 5.6 points. The sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, who looks to have been a little, um, dinged up a little bit it looks like going yeah, into can this you
0: explain that to me because sure i saw the video and i know that they're saying he got turf toe but then they pulled him out of the game for cramping so i wonder did the turf toe incident happen before like before and then they to, pulled him out cramping to be honest or? i
1: i watched that game uh shout out baki's bets um and I, I saw him kind of hobbling around every once in a while. Um, so it
0: must have been okay.
1: I'm not sure if it, it could have been cramped. I don't know. I think we're going to find out a lot tomorrow and yeah. Wednesday. Um, when it comes to like practice and the injury report and whatnot, if Kenneth Walker does not get two touchdowns, this is close to a 60 point week for Phil. Um, every person essentially for Kenneth and Mark Andrews were just. Not good. Um, and and like I said, going into this, talking about Phil's I don't know where you go from here. <laughs> I will say this. The only good thing is that he uh, Jameer Gibbs, and this is not good necessarily. David Montgomery looks Damn. to be day-to-day. It came out of his day-to-day. It's not week-to-week, which is good for David Montgomery. But a quad bruise, and Jameer Gibbs perhaps now can kind of have that backfield to himself to where you know he his dynam- his dynamic play can kind of be used. Um, but everybody else on this team, I just, I I think there is going to be a week where it completely blows up and his team blows up and I wouldn't be surprised. Of course I play Phil next week. I'm not trying to say too much, but one of these weeks he's got good players. There are good players on paper. They just have not shown up at all this season.
0: Every, every guy in his team, whether currently or heading into the season has already had, um, concerns regarding health i mean jamar chase jamar Chase is affected by that first game and joe burrow's just banged up i don't know i don't know how that affects it but his quarterback heading into the season it almost looks like they're rushing him heading into the season was questionable to even play um that's been killing him jameer gibbs jameer gibbs has been injured but now you're getting um questions about um, usage next week with uh, David Montgomery's injury. Mark Andrews came into the season injured. Javante Williams is coming back from a big injury. I don't. And then obviously, Amon Rossi Brown with whatever the, the hell's going on with him. His team just has so many question marks. And the guys are there easily for Phil to put up one of these like 140, 150 weeks. But like they're all there. I just I don't know. It's the most perplexing team. That's why I picked Phil's team. Heading into this week because sure. his starting lineup is good. He's got top end. he's got top in talent. But as we're getting into week three, week four, guys are getting hurt, guys are or leaving games early for whatever. And then we start getting into the bye weeks. Like you mentioned, there's uh, not one, there's not one viable <laughs> guy on his bench. Cumbered is bare. Uh, yeah. Khalil Herbert was drafted as a top end running back, and w- you and I are both—we were so wrong on Deontay Foreman, though. But we were so down on that Chicago Bears running running team. Phil can't even start him. The only guy mm-hmm. that he could literally play on his team is Jawan Johnson, and <laughs> I don't know how you're going to make room. Just going to get
1: Jawan Johnson in the podcast anyway. Necessary anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, he has three rookies that are on his bench and. None of those three have made any sort of impact whatsoever. Um, wait,
0: real quick, because he has a lot of handcuffs. I want to confirm. Is Nick Chubb's handcuff on Phil's team?
1: Negative. Oh. Not.
0: How? Oh, wait. What about, obviously, Saquon gets hurt all the time. Does he have that
1: handcuff? He does not have Matt Breida. He does not.
0: So unless we have 16-person benches, Phil, figure it out. God,
1: <laughs> disgusted. Let's let's head to your team. Disgusted. <laughs> let's head to your team. The cat hashtag claws up. Um, pulls out the win with 103 points. Um, I think a, a good week by by your team. Um, Saquon came on strong in the second half, and then he came out for good for a few weeks. Um. Now, I didn't necessarily see he got hurt on that final drive, correct, where they didn't even really need to have him run the ball.
0: No. Yeah, he just it was just literally at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. Um, That's especially bad because it sucks that, you know, all the talk in the offseason was him wanting to get paid. And then, of course, he goes out with some sort of ankle injury when Mm -hmm. it doesn't even really make sense for him to be in there in the first place. Yep. Um I don't necessarily want to talk about your starters. I'm more interested in your thoughts about your bench. Now your Dude, bench had 110 points, which is that's crazy. crazy. Um and we have guys such as I'm not even going to talk about Najee. We'll save that for a different day, uh, probably next pod when you have to start RB2. him. Um and he'll be yeah, your RB2. But let's talk about your wide receivers and the depth that you have there And Marquise Brown, George Pickens, Jordan Addison, uh Mike Evans who's now shipped off. So those three, we won't talk about Mike Evans, really, but those three um, going forward, is there anyone specifically that you're like, you know what, perhaps they can, you know, start, they can start starting over someone like Chris Godwin or, you know, when Mike Williams has tough matchups, you can kind of pick and choose.
0: Well, regardless, I think um, I'm going to be putting one of them in the flex spot with the injury to Jamal Williams. I don't mm-hmm. know what that situation is going to be, but definitely. um the involvements there just, he hasn't been able to, to he hasn't been able to do anything. And uh, the Saints have actually struggled this year getting into the end. zone. So seems like a lot of their touchdowns come from like 20, 30 yard bombs, uh, mm-hmm. or you still obviously a lot have a few like yards
1: after catch. I feel like I've seen yeah. some guys just catch the ball and just kind of run. And
0: So opportunity turns and touches were there. Just, it really hasn't worked out for him and then him picking up his injury. He's so he's going to go to the bench. So one of these guys, that you're essentially having me pick is going to be my starting lineup, and mm. I think um, I think for me, as you mentioned, the trade to George Kittle, um, it's in
1: response well, to this. First of, that I, first of all, can you just can you just confirm that I was right about Tyler Higby and that we've heard the same thing over and over and over for three years now?
0: I will say, but it's very unlikely for a tight end that predominantly makes his money in terms of fantasy uh, is on targets that I think it's kind of a bummer for him that he is playing for a team with a rookie that broke the receptions record (coughs) in two days. So
1: shout out my boy.
0: So yeah, I'm, I'm upset by it because that's usually Tyler Higby's game, but it's unprecedented. What's what's going on with Puka Nakua. So, Mm -hmm. um, what I wanted to bank on in terms of those receptions aren't there. So yeah, he's, he's a miss. And that's why I made this trade. I feel like I need to get, um, even though George Kittle is not even close to the model of consistency, but I'd rather play the game where, since I have this depth of wide receivers shipping off one that obviously has been playing very, very, very good of late, um, mm-hmm. Mike Evans. So I think when you're looking at the points, I think if you're looking as a outside bystander, like, well, Mike Evans is, is killing it. I, I have very serious questions about uh, the Bucks. I'm still not sold on that offense. They came in, they played a Minnesota te- defense that was just been who's just are horrible. Um, and we saw that even in the Phillies matchup as well. Chicago has just been a bad team this year. They got some harder opponents coming up. There's always a Saints Marshawn Lattimore game looming, uh, right when you absolutely need him most. So um, taking the gamble on that, getting back George Kittle. Like I said, not the model of consistency, but. Um, takes out question marks. He, I'm going to plug him in every single day. Wait for him um, to cash in on a couple of those weeks that he had at the end of the last season.
1: Yeah, I I personally, and I've said it somewhat, not necessarily to you or like just directly. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a big fan of the trade on your end. Only because I do feel like Mike Evans is someone who you can definitely sell high. I just don't feel like George Kittle is that sell like you're, you're trying to tap into the potential of something happening instead mm-hmm. of like getting that, you know, you talked about Tyler Higby and you wanted to, you know, you like guys that have high target shares, right? George Kittle really hasn't gotten too many high target, like target shares in general yeah, as a tight end. So bunches.
0: I, and, and going into my draft and I mean, now that I'm dealing with injuries, but I was a very boom. I was a very boom or bust team. I, it, and I just thought, you know what? Maybe I can snag some consistency with Tyler Higby. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm. It's a gamble. I know it's a gamble. My yeah. I'm
1: just wondering if like Marquise Brown could have been the wide receiver that you shipped out, right? And like that's someone who I think is similar to George Kittle. And like I think some weeks he's going to have a really good weeks. Some weeks yeah. I think it's going to be two to three points. It's hard well, for I, me to think Mike Evans has any two to three point weeks because even if they are down, he is someone that's still going to get thrown the ball to him like a lot of the time.
0: Obviously, I have Chris Godwin as well, so I'm pretty sure. much making a decision on which tight end or which um, which receiver yeah. I'm going to like year rest of season. And like I mentioned, there's going to be some harder matchups. They got Philly on the schedule. Uh, the Lions have an, a very good pass rush, too. I don't think these—I um, don't think these opportunities are just going to be there for Mike Evans all year. These deep throws that he's connecting on um, right now, his average depth of target surpasses anything he's had in his career. Um, I, I sent it to a text with you. If you're telling me that Mike Evans, in his seventh seventh season, I believe in the NFL, is going to have career years with this Bucks team with Baker Mayfield, I'm I'm betting against that because that's what he's on pace for. It's got to slow down. Godwin has got to hope I got to hope the pass rush and some of these big matchups get to it. Baker is a very accurate quarterback in media medium to short routes. That's where Godwin lives. It's just going to be a yo-yo game between these guys. So hopefully I'm making the right decision.
1: Yeah. And then if you want to touch on very quickly, um, you are considering a trade f- at quarterback.
0: I, I, I don't, I don't like Lamar Jackson. I really don't and the only reason why i don't like him is that um i believe that i hit on anthony richardson uh, i know the guy's got two concussions pretty much in back-to-back weeks and if you only listened to t law then we would be good he would have stayed in the whole game but <laughs> he do he looks electric he looks really really good and that offense surprisingly is not the worst Uh, Mm -hmm. Houston, they played Houston and you and I talked about how we thought that was going to be a tight matchup because Houston really played Baltimore pretty well in that first half. And this Indianapolis Colts team just early and often just was able to move the ball, get into the end zone. Anthony Mm -hmm. Richardson looks good. He's not as um, definitely heading into the season. It's only been two games. He's only had very limited tap, but I thought a lot more risky with the ball. I thought he'd be throwing uh, like a lot more picks and I thought he would be maybe spraying it around, but pretty conservative, not absolutely crazy. He's good with the ball that Indianapolis team is just better offensively than I thought they would. Obviously with the change of the new head coach, the uh, OC from Philadelphia, it's really, I don't know. So I got two good quarterbacks, I believe rest of the season. And I, I don't know. I feel like people like Lamar more than Anthony Richardson, but just anyone that's needing a quarterback out there, I got two guys, and obviously I'm always willing
1: to talk. I, I think you and I might have to talk after this podcast. Wow. See that uh, Lamar could perhaps um, start throwing to Puka Nakua.
0: And then just wrapping up on everything, um, Jordan Addison. That's going to be my flex play next week. You told me which wide receiver is going to step up and maybe push for Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, the Chargers against the chargers next week. It's Mm -hmm. a very good matchup. I like that. And I think it's going to be hopefully high scoring yet two defenses that stink. But, Mm -hmm. um, Jordan Addison kind of reminds me of, um, what you expected out of Mike Evans last year and kind of what you've been really getting out of Mike Evans last three years. Um, probably not a crazy amount of target share. I mean, if, if I get anything from six to seven, I feel like that's pretty decent, but he's going to be the big home run plays that Mike Evans seemed like got a lot with Tom Brady. Um, both of his touchdowns came off very like late games. I know the affiliate game was one that got the score pretty close, but um, he's got breakaway speed. Um, he can, he can be a top 15 wide receiver with one play. Um, I think I'm just going to ride with that.
1: Get Jamal Williams the fuck out of here. All right. So we have the law dogs dropping to zero and two to set up the matchup of the century next week with me, uh, wow. both teams, O and two, which we will get into next. So a lot of dogs. O and two. The cat hashtag claws up. Bro. One and one.
0: See so here, I thought last week, Jake, when we were when we were going over me and Nick's matchup, and I said, you know what? It looks like the Sean curse is mine forever, but just like the undertaker meme <laughs> with his hand ripping out of the coffin, mm-hmm. Sean Watson had his hand right around run runners neck this Monday night. And do you want to, you want to set up the night as uh, well, you also I, got a text, right?
1: Well, I will say this, like, Going into Monday night, I was only up 20 points and Nick had three players. He had a Sean Watson, David Njoku, and Joe, the Saints defense. And so mm-hmm. the chances of me winning were less than I would say 10%, like very, very, very low, unless there was an injury. Of course, remember last week, yep. I got unlucky with Aaron Rodgers. Not saying Aaron Rodgers would have dropped 20 points last week, but you never know. Garrett Wilson probably could have had a better game as well. So already coming off bad luck with that. Going into tonight, I was like, well, let's see what happens. I'm not expecting a win, but it got very, very, very close in the fourth quarter. Um, not trying to get too much into the point and back and forth, but there was a time that at Deshaun Watson, the last drive of the game, if he had turned it over within the first couple of plays, Nakuna Matata would have been one and one. However couple checkdowns here, a couple checkdowns there. Uh run runners t- goes to 2 and 0 and I dropped to 0 and 2. Very very close. Watching Deshaun back there scrambling around, fumbling the ball, turning the ball over. David and Joku even had a fumble. Um watching the Saints defense give up a touchdown at the very end of that game which caused Nick to lose 3 points. It looked it looked like it was going to happen, but it didn't um and you know i dropped dropped to owen two.
0: you got deboed deboed against uh rams
1: i knew it i I called that
0: yeah just that's it's just how it goes you just anytime debo's against the rams he's got something special about them um yeah i there's not much to really say his team his team he's got to figure out his quarterback i don't know how he runs out uh Deshaun Watson, there's obviously guys in the, in the waivers, maybe Jordan. Love. This is what
1: I was talking about. Yeah, perhaps Yeah, maybe Jordan yeah. Bluff or uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been pretty good this year um, with throwing the football around, but this is what I was talking about last week. Like I know last week the the um, weather was a part of it. It just mm-hmm. looked like it was, you know, it was raining all over the place. Deshaun Watson, I think threw up 21, 22 points, but a majority of that was because he used his legs. He ran for, yep. I think 30, 40 yards on a touchdown. But he looked terrible in the pocket. And you cut to tonight, he looked terrible in the pocket tonight, too. He's, yeah. he's just not accurate. A couple of those throws were nice to Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore made a couple great catches. They were just out of bounds because they weren't yeah. accurate throws. So, yeah, I don't know where Nick really goes from here. Um, I mean, he has some guys on this bench I think you can drop. I think you can drop uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think you can drop perhaps even a Tyler Boyd, if you're really a fan of Romeo Dobbs and Gabe Davis. Um, and you can pick up a quarterback and hopefully you hit on one of those based off of matchups. Yeah. But I mean, Nick has a good team. He has a good team in the sense Devonte is a beast. And I will say I got lucky that I think he was out like a quarter of that game or maybe a little bit longer. Um, he got a lot of his points in the first half and then kind of just sat the rest mm-hmm. of the game. Devonte Smith put up those two huge plays in the Thursday night game that kind of put me behind. And Debo had a great game against uh, the Rams, as I had predicted. I know Tony P had a, for some reason, when they were already up 30 to 10, had a huge fourth quarter. I was watching him run the ball. And I was like, why is this guy even in? Just adding more points to Nick's team. Yep. So, yeah, I think Nick has, and we've talked about James Conner for multiple weeks, and we feel like we talk about him every year as that guy that just is, looks ugly, but then you watch him play, and you're like, dang, this guy's actually pretty good. Um, and he's just someone that I think you have to find a way to put him in there somehow, some way. Maybe Nick tries to make a deal for a quarterback and, you know, can trade one of the, his players um, and try to get James Conner in there. But he also doesn't have any other backup running back. So maybe you don't deal that. But yeah, solid, solid, uh, solid performance by Nick. I think Nick's going to be very consistent in the, you know, 100 to 120 range week by week. Because um, I think he has guys that, that score touchdowns on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah, definitely. And just balance attack. Just got to figure out that quarterback room. You, it always seems like that's the easiest room to figure out, but because um, there's always so many options, but it's going to be a tough one. May, uh, definitely maybe go matchups. There's Definitely uh, like Romeo Dobbs. We don't need you on the team anymore. Like there's definitely guys, <laughs> or even Zeke. Zeke does not look great. Definitely guys yeah. that he could drop. You can pick up that assurance quarterback. Kyle, and Pitts. Maybe get Kyle Pitts. Yeah. That's one of those guys though. It's <laughs> so hard. It's so hard to drop. I don't those I don't guys. understand why he,
1: he he is not good. Well it's not yeah. that he's not good, it's just the offense. There's nothing the offense does for him. So get um, get get Kyle Pitts to the Chargers.
0: Speaking of not good, uh questionable questionable moves here, Jake. Uh Jets defense.
1: Yikes. Yeah, I mean I watched them everyone watched them play the Bills, and the Bills have a great offense. I understand that it's at home, maybe more charged up, and they dropped 20 points at home. Um they go on the road against a, a very good Dallas team, a team that really looks like they're primed for a Super Bowl run this year. And I should have taken this into consideration because this happened multiple times. Zach Wilson turning the ball over inside like the 40-yard line, which yep. just sets up super short fields for the Jets defense, which then causes three points, at least three points, and then sometimes seven. So... Yeah, it was one where I thought for sure the Jets would get more than one sack. I was thinking, like, get me four to five points, and I'd be happy with that. Um, And, of course, four to five points would have won me the week. Even one point would have won me the week. That's not one that I'm necessarily upset about. I struggled the entire week trying to figure out who I wanted to play on my wide receivers. Um, Well, I just don't
0: get it. Like, I don't get out of all the decisions you make heading the weekend that you sit your number one wide receiver, Nico Collins.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm going to take my fucking victory lap. Like I know this is a kid's you show. Should. I know this is a kid's show and I just dropped an F bomb, but I can guarantee you this. I would say 80 to 90% of this league. No offense to everyone listening. Had no idea who the hell Nico Collins was going into the season. I can guarantee you that. Yep. I, I, watched him in the preseason I watched him a little bit last year and I was like if this guy can get a legit quarterback this guy's going to be good and he is their number one option so I'm very very high on Nico Collins and I am f- frustrated at myself for that specific reason that I chose the shiny new not the shiny new toy but the shiny toy in week one and Michael Pittman who got you know 18 points 20 points week one and it's not like he had a bad game week week two he just didn't get touchdown. Yeah. Nico Collins is someone that now I have to decide week to week if my wide receiver one and my wide receiver two is going to be Nico Collins and Puka Nakua. That is insane to think about that. Those two guys starting next week might be my wide receiver one, and wide receiver two. And I, and I think I would be okay with that. Like, to be 100%. honest, like I think yeah,
0: this
1: is, this is where I lost tonight, but I am very, I'm still very high on my team the rest of the season um i think that i have a lot of i have a lot of good players on the bench and i need to figure out a way to deal and i need to figure out a way to improve certain positions but if you were to tell me i mean i scored the middle of our league i scored fifth overall um say it
0: jake you outscored
1: me i get it well no and yeah i mean i mean you said it for me thanks but um I like I like my team. I think my team is good. Just no one could score touchdowns this week besides my boy Hunter Henry, who I actually think I found a tight end now too. Um, who I think like has. I'm sorry,
0: Hunter Henry. I mean, I was so bad. I was so. I think he's
1: you. formed a legit connection with Mac Jones, and no more Janu Smith. You know, they signed at the same time a couple of years ago, and everyone was yeah, like they're like, doing this two tight end set again. Hunter Henry and Mike Kosecki. Mike Kosecki's not that good of a player. Hunter Henry is like. At least five or six targets a game, and he catches the ball, and he's a red zone threat. So, I think I might have found a tight end there. Um, but yeah, there, there. I just don't know what I'm going to do when I get Kamara back. I don't know necessarily what I'm going to do if Jonathan Taylor actually plays. I'm hoping or Kenneth people gain well too. Or like Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, Gainwell, yeah, like I have an embarrassment of riches. I know I'm zero two. It's just one of those things where I. No offense to Phil and Steph. I would much rather be in my position 0-2 than in theirs.
0: I yeah, the only the only issue I have with you, you're 0-2 is that definitely like you came in this draft, you're playing the long game, you're hoping for that week four. But like I said, when you when you're drafting guys that you're not getting week three, week four, whether whether you feel good about where you're at as an 0-2 like you can't be picking up these losses. This is where it gets kind of scary in crunch time. And I definitely think
1: this isn't crunch time though. This is not crunch time. This is week two. No, Trey started out last year, I believe one and three things, things can turn around where, where I am afraid is that if by week eight or week nine, I still have an embarrassment of riches and I haven't necessarily like swapped anybody for like an improvement in one area. And I'm having to deal with having to pick certain guys. That's where I think that, that like crunch time happens. I will say, I think for bye weeks starting in week five, I'm going to have a big advantage over a lot of other teams, looking at other teams' benches and seeing like, Oh, like I get to start, I can start Aaron Jones as my RB2 instead of Josh Kelly or, uh, um, Jalen, Jalen Warren or some, I don't know, someone like that where you're just like, you're just hoping for a flyer. Right. So yeah, week two, I'm not that worried. It would be nice to be one-on-one, but I'm scoring points. It's not necessarily that like, I mean, last week I didn't score too many, but this week I scored a good amount. As long as I'm scoring points, the wins will come. I know they will. Um, I just need to find someone who I can deal sometime this week or next week and try to improve a, a, a position here or there.
0: Yep, because right now you're 0-2 and you're definitely not last place because to close the loop on Phil, Phil put up 77 uh, 77 points last week. So definitely not last place, Jake. (laughs) Uh, Rum Runners gets the win. They're at 2-0. Matchup of the week, House Targaryen Team Mercier. This was our big, I don't know, just gut check time. We have house mm-hmm. that just seems to kind of put herself in the eight hole quick
1: um mm-hmm. of,
0: not a phrase eight hole, yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah what is yeah. that i don't know just you and your stop. phrases
1: this year i feel like they've been kind of all over the place i'm kind of here for it because it's just funny hearing them come out of your mouth and they make zero sense like most of the time yeah it's true
0: but um every given against, sunday Every given Sunday. Team Mercier, who model a consistency, um, seeing her get back to it. Sam wins by nine. Sam's one and one. House Dragarian, zero oh, and two. So three teams oh and two right now. We talked about uh your team, Bill's team, and Steph's team. We were very low on Steph's team heading into this week. We absolutely, uh, we absolutely loved the gutsy decision going Jahan Dotson and two two over <laughs> her usual wide receivers, DJ yeah. Moore and Christian Kirk. Sam, Steph loses by nine and that decision left a lot of points on the bench. And I'm sorry, Steph. I I don't think Jake is.
1: I'm not in the sense that like, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's one of those things for Steph where either she gets in her own head or she'll listen to us. You got to remember who we are, Steph. We're not, we just blab around here. We, we don't necessarily always know what we're talking about. We can definitely hit on a couple things, but yeah, I am not sorry for, for, you know, being proud of you to take the risk to start a Jahan Dotson or a tutu out. Well, I'm extremely proud that you started Kyron Williams and his performance where um, Blake was kind of on the fence as far as like, well, we don't know what we're really getting. Well, we found out Sunday what you're going to get out of Kyron Williams. And that's a legit running back um, because Cam Akers is no longer going to play a game for the Rams and Kyron Williams. There's no one to get Ronnie rivers. Shout out that $500,000 bet he won over the off season. Yeah. Um, But Kyron Williams being the RB one there and she found herself a, a stud, I think in Kyron Williams. Now, I'm not I'm not saying Kyron Williams is going to be a top 10 fantasy running back the rest of the year, but I think he is someone that you can put in a flex spot or you can at least have be your RB two now, perhaps over Damian Pierce.
0: Wipe whatever expectations you that people had of Cam Akers heading into this season about his role, his efficiency, erase him from your mind. Pretend like you drafted Kyron Williams, because that's pretty much what she has. Sure.
1: Yeah, and, and looking at the rest of her team. Or actually, I mean, we can talk about, you know, the DJ Moore, Christian Kirk first. Like, we weren't really sure what those two guys were going to do. Christian Kirk definitely went off. DJ Moore, I still don't think is anyone that you can start and be okay that he's going to consistently put up points. I just don't know with Steph's team. Now we're talking Austin Eckler. There's no update with him. um, And that could be another week of him sitting on the bench. And by that time, perhaps Steph is going to be 0-3. I don't know. they it's hard. Um I'm not I'm not sure who Steph plays next week, but it's definitely not it's not one of us. Um but damn it. <laughs> but um yeah, it, it's one of those things for her team too. It's just like, I mean, uh, if you're looking at her team, is there anyone you would try to trade for besides Patrick Mahomes?
0: Um I'd take Ramondre Stevenson. I feel like once I feel like later in the year when it starts getting colder and all these places that they play and it's like starts snowing and stuff, he's going to run the ball. He's a good runner. Sure. And he can, he can pass catch. Yeah. He's that offense is definitely, would you take him over Najee? Oh yeah. I would take him over Najee any day Okay, at this point. I think think the draft said that too. I think Ramondre was early third, third round or even like late second round. Um, and I think definitely too, the biggest, Question marks, obviously, with Zeke and if what what version of Zeke that the Patriots are going to get. But that version, that version looks like a like a offensive lineman. And Ramondre just has no issues. Yeah, he, he'd he be a guy that I would maybe shoot over a Texas stuff. But honestly, I don't I don't want to I I don't want any of her
1: people on my team. Now, would you take, if she was open to it, would you trade some of your depth for someone like an Austin Eckler or a Cooper cup?
0: Um, I don't know. Because like, I guess if Steph went, Oh, and three, if I went three and zero and I started off the season, then maybe, but if I was two and one, I don't know. That's hard. I don't, I still feel like my team's vulnerable. we talked about, I mean, we shouldn't be really be talking that much about my team. My team's pretty vulnerable, but I don't want to, I don't, there's too many uncertainties with both those players for the rest of the year. I don't think it's going to be week by week, or I think it may be multiple weeks. And that with Saquon, it's just too many question marks. I
1: I want guys that can play pretty much. Sure. All right. So Steph, um, with the losing effort, let's talk about Sam's team. Now, Sam's team pretty much backed off of three specific players t higgins with a huge second half he had two touchdowns yep. um then you have the dallas cowboys defense which is by far the best matchup of the week against zach wilson and the jets and then jake moody with 14 points so right there you're looking at 53 54 points um which was a huge chunk uh, which is basically half of sam's team um it's it's basically ride or die with the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think there is cause for concern for Sam's team, but I will say I think there's a better option on the bench that she can start playing instead of Joe Burrow.
0: I honestly think, which is wild, I honestly think uh, the question between Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins at this point of the juncture, especially with Joe Burrow, they're already flirting out, teasing that he may be questionable for Monday Night Football already, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. wild. But you go matchups. Uh, you go matchups with these two guys. Um I, know, I don't okay, even I, think you go matchups. I, I I still think you do. I don't.
1: I think it's a legit thing to not practice during the preseason and be out, like not even suiting up for practice, like yeah. not putting any reps in, being completely cold. I know that all these guys have chemistry from playing over the last couple of years, but I still think it takes a bit of time to kind of get those reps to get in that whole mode of trying to win football games. And now him re-aggravating that calf, I think he's going to miss Monday night, and then you get back into week four, and then you got to start all over again, and think it's going to take him a long time to try and get into the flow of that offense. And I would, I would start Kirk from the get go. You're, you're talking about a guy that has a terrible defense. It's going to be a high shootout every single week. I don't know. I, I think you go with Kirk, and I think you just ride him out until he has one of those, you know, six point, eight point games.
0: So you got a team like Nick that needs a quarterback, and you're looking at, I mean, potentially next week off. Who knows about the second week? But I think Joe Burrows would be a good trade target for Nick since he's got a kind of 2-0 lead. He can maybe wait it out, surf the waiver wire um, during perhaps, his injury.
1: Yeah, perhaps. Maybe that's that's someone that he can go after.
0: Because um, I believe uh, Nick and Sam have trade history. I believe Sam doesn't trade that much, I feel like, in our no, league. No, I, I, I don't think she like does. traded – And uh, they're a quick phone call away working working for the same city. So connection's (laughs) there. The phone line's always on.
1: Yeah, I'm um, looking at Kirk Cousins' next few matchups. And the next four, Chargers, Panthers, Casey at home, and then at the Bears. You know, I, I, I'm starting
0: matchups that are plus matchups.
1: I I would, yeah. Three out of those four, I think you start him no matter what. And even the Casey one, like it's at home in the dome. And you would think that Kansas city is going to put up a lot of points. And we just talked about how we think, or I think their defense is much improved, but you're still probably going to be down a lot of the time. So I think you'd have to throw him out there. And then he plays San Francisco, which is, which is definitely harder, but I don't know. I, I think Kirk Cousins is is the way to go the rest of the rest of the season until you see something different. Um, and yeah, try to see what you can get from Joe Burrow. Maybe maybe you trade him to someone like Nick. Um, I'm not someone I know. I, I have Jared Goff. I don't know if he'll be my starter the rest of the season, but I don't think Joe Burrow is someone that I would even like try to go after.
0: And then you mentioned Dan Montgomery is only day by day, but. What I worry about with Sam's team is who do you plug in there just in case a guy like yeah. Dave Montgomery goes out? You got so, Alexander Madison. That, I mean, obviously a lot of hype on him. Always been a career backup, and when he came in, he was like an RB one, set it and forget it. But him having the reins on this it's just kind of sloppy so far. There's a lot of like uncharacteristic like passing game. He's fumbled. Mm-hmm. Um, f- a lot of question marks, and hopefully. Uh, Hopefully for her sake, David Montgomery is uh, healthy enough to go because that's a big uh, spot her thing. Uh, another kind of player that carries her, uh, especially after Week One, and someone I was super interested in, Brandon I It's just a slow game. Uh, yeah, like he got say, dinged up in the
1: first quarter, and I don't think he yeah. like, really recovered from that. since No,
0: and it's a Debo. It's it's Debo's world in LA, so <laughs> it just those are going to happen. But
1: yeah, I'm, I'm interested really in seeing. Yeah, she she really didn't. Um, I'm just interested in seeing, I mean, I go through all these teams. I'm really interested once the bye weeks happen because you're right. I think you're looking at Sam Seaman. And you're like, God, there's no running backs on there that I can really trust to fill in an RB2 spot, let alone, you know, if you're talking about flex, that's different, but an RB2 spot, that's tough. Um, even the wide receivers, Alan Lazard, Van Jefferson, Brandon Cooks. Now Brandon Cooks was hurt. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, but Van Jefferson cut. Alan Lazard cut. Like I, I wouldn't, you know, Samaji P Ryan probably cut. So, you know, I'm looking at these teams and I'm, I'm salivating over here thinking, Oh, maybe that I try to package and maybe I overpay a little bit for someone like a Stefan Diggs where I can improve my team. Not saying that Sam would give up Stefan Diggs, but I'm looking at these teams and I got, I got to get the trades going because I got guys to give. We got, I have to see what I can get.
0: Yeah. There's, there's teams that, this is the time to strike. You got an O2 team that's desperate, uh, especially when you have a kind of a long-term approach team uh, and you're eventually hitting logjam. It's a time to trade right now. That's why Trey and I were able to finish off. But Sam, uh, Steph's going to need something. Trade, um, maybe another waiver wire pick because she's 0-2. She's still had a Phil because Phil has only 140 points total in two weeks. But um, <laughs> Team da gets the win. She is 1-1. So I thought we were done recording, but we just had to hop back on. As Jake promised, I tried locking onto the computer, telling him goodnight, hopefully tucking him into bed. He says, so do you want to talk about Lamar? And. Oh, we talked. We talked. So as of 1033 Monday night, trade has been processed. We have a trade to announce. I don't have. All I have is this sound. That's, no,
1: that's all I got tonight. Bad, yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, maybe we'll plug in a sound and post. Um, yeah, we made a, we made an interesting trade a couple of weeks into the season. Um, big names thrown around. Um, and as Blake and I were talking, I, I offered, I said, hey, like, what would it take for Lamar Jackson and George Pickett? And Blake returned with, well, Maybe it would take Jalen Waddle. And I thought to myself, man, it's going to be really hard because I, I really just wanted to hit one Waddle this year. Hasn't gotten in the end zone the first two weeks. And I really just kind of wanted to go around my house and do the Waddle um, in celebration of a touchdown. But I'm going to have to wait till next year, perhaps because Jalen Waddle has been shipped out to a cat closet.
0: Yeah. Um, I was serious with Lamar Jackson and how much I, I, it's not that I didn't want him on the team, but typically I'm an owner that waits it out. I go and try to pick up those Kirk Cousins, uh, mm-hmm. like those diamonds in the rough. And um, this year I wanted to change. I wanted one of those top five guys. I wanted guys that can run the ball. And sure. um, Lamar hasn't ran at crazy proportions yet this year. Um, we're also seeing guys like Justin Field, who, once again that 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 team thinks that they need to turn him into a pocket passer um so and even josh allen i mean running is running is kind of low on these top end guys jalen Hurst is still crawling into end zones but Mm -hmm. but i with that with that high pick at quarterback i was kind of feeling during draft night like okay i spent it i don't want someone to luck into a quarterback that may have top eight potential like I typically do, so I went after Anthony Richardson, and when healthy, went on the field. Like I mentioned in the in the episode that we just recorded, like that's that I want to play him. He's sure. he's, he's definitely yeah. there's definitely he's a no dynamic team. player. Both, and we touched about it on Justin Field. Both touchdowns. Um, no, actually not both. Just this last one was a designed run. Like mm-hmm. the coaches scheming for him to get into the end zone. Sure. And and. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be getting Lamar Jackson, like peak Lamar Jackson rest of the season with Anthony Richardson. But I think mm-hmm. the step between those two guys at this current point and what I project them to be is far smaller than the gulf that I have in my wide receiver room in terms of like a set it and forget it room. I yeah, bringing in Waddle is a little bit, it's still going to be the boomer buses because um, most of the time, both of the guys eat, but there are definitely weeks like we saw in the first week um, where Tyreek Hill is just the, the, literally the bell cow and mm-hmm. Waddle still puts out a, a decent game, but it's not what you drafted him high to be. I think yeah. I'm adding what I believe I'm, what I'm adding to the team. I'm adding a, a higher, a higher floor, Mike Williams, where I'm still on brand with this boomer bust team that I'm creating. Um, now that I'm, having even more variants in the quarterback room i believe with anthony richardson but getting a guy like jalen waddle in jalen waddle will he will win you weeks there's there's games where it's when it's his sure. turn they call his numbers he will win your weeks just like mike williams but i think kind of raising that raising that floor that i've already hit i hit in the first week i won this week not a not a great outing it was still a hundred so um if I can just start to maybe minimizing the amount of risk that I have in the wide receiver room by kind of offloading what I believe, I believe I gave up a lot for Jalen Waddle, but, um, doing what's necessary because of how I drafted with Anthony Richardson, uh, going after a wide receiver, a, a wide receiver that my team desperately needs.
1: Yeah. Um, on my side, uh, you know, I look at Lamar Jackson and I understand that he is not the same dynamic player as he was, you know, three, four years ago. He's not going to get you. He, I will say this. I, I don't know. I knew three or four years ago that he would get me 100 yards a lot of the time and score rushing touchdowns. I still think that there is some potential there. I will say, I think in their new offensive system, new O.C., it's going to be a little bit more minimized. I will say last week he had 54 yards against a good Cincinnati Bengals defense. I think for me is that once Mark Andrews is in that offense, I think his potential is is a top oh, five quarterback. Definitely. Uh, in fantasy. So with Mark Andrews on the team, if Mark Andrews can stay healthy, I don't have Mark Andrews, which I'm fine with. but. If he's healthy and he's able to play, I think Lamar's ceiling is is very high. And I couldn't go the rest of this season trying to plug and play quarterbacks. I understand Jared Goff, who I think is a very good quarterback. He had a good week last week. I don't know if that's going to continue, especially if, you know, some guys are already a little bit banged up. You know, Amon Ra, if he's going to miss a week there, miss a week here. If you have a David Montgomery who might be down, um, you know, and they're going to maybe... You know jameer gibbs is a nice weapon to have and to dump off and to let him go and make plays but i don't know i think lamar just has that higher ceiling and then touch on some of the other players like giving away jalen waddle is tough because i really like jalen waddle and i think you're right in that offense you kind of want players on dynamic offenses that score a lot and that miami offense is one of the best if not the best in the league at scoring mm-hmm. but for me, it's hard to make Jalen Waddle my number one wide receiver as he's like a number two, like on the team. So watching him play, he is definitely not the first option. They've been running the ball a little bit more. But I do think that he is a consistent 10 to 12 points at least per week. He's not going to get you two, three, four points like perhaps Mike Williams might be getting for you. So I like it. And and I think that I have a lot of depth in my wide receiver position. You know, on my bench, and this was more because I didn't want to play him against Dallas' defense, but Garrett Wilson, I can just sub right back up there. I still have Amari Cooper. I still have Drake London. I still have Nico Collins. And now I'm getting George Pickens, who is going to be the probably the number one option. And we saw tonight, you get the ball in that guy's hand, just let him run. Like, let him yeah. just go. So I do like the upside again once again on my team I don't think that I really gave up too much for a legitimate at least a top seven quarterback maybe a top five fantasy quarterback um, in the sense that I have other guys to kind of replace Waddle's production throughout the rest of the season
0: yeah I think uh, both necessary trades for our team we're lucky enough that we have this downtime in between but um, it's trading season people if and i'm still open oh yeah i
1: i still have michael pittman i still have amari cooper i still have you know these guys that you know if i can get an upgrade somewhere else i'll I'll still go for it
0: if you're a team searching for answers and you can make a trade i think right now is the time uh, that there's some activity in the league people are interested in listening take advantage of it right now you do not want to be the only person left at the dance when everyone gets into trading, because wait too long team start feel out of it. AKA fill, and you lose a whole host of, of players that may have been good fits for your team. So, um, trade number two, done a league. I've knocked out two trades in one day. Um, it's getting really interesting. So normally we don't do an outro. We just kind of let it go. But now that we're here, we did the trade. Uh, that is it. We yeah, we're, we're looking promised. forward to talking
1: about our new, our new squads on uh, Thursday.
0: Yeah. Thursday, Jake, Jake, maybe this is stuff we talked about off here, but now we're on here. Maybe we try to get some projections in before uh, Thursday night football. I know. It's yeah, tomorrow, perhaps, right? if, perhaps if our schedules allow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, for next week, we'll talk about your bets. We'll talk about my underdog pick of the week. And obviously, we'll be talking about Survivor. We made it to week three, boys and girls. So, thank you. Have a good night.
1: Okay. I'm going to shit on Phil's team next week.